Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 26, 2023. I'm teaching a series. Well, I'm wrapping up a series today on the miracles of Jesus. We've been in this series all year long, since January 2nd to today. We've been studying the miracles that Jesus performed. We've gone through every miracle, and now I'm just providing you a recap and a conclusion. And I trust that this series has been a blessing to you. I mean, as we've studied all of these miracles, my desire is that you built up your faith to believe that God can do anything. Not only that he can, but that he will. He, he can do it and he will do it. He'll do it for you. So this is the, the conclusion of the matter. This is like the benediction of the series. I want you to open up your heart to receive. We're going to talk about the miracles one last time. And then starting on Tuesday after the holiday, I'll start a brand new series. You ready? Let's open up our hearts to receive. All right, so here we go. Uh, we're wrapping up the series today, but there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. We're still going to look look at it again today. It is Psalms 126 and verse 4. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. May streams of your refreshing flow over us. Watch this. Not only are you going to restore us to the former glory, but streams of your refreshing will flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So every dry area of my life, your, your life, this is a season where dry hearts will be drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want to see any area of my life go dry, right? I, I want it to be fresh and vibrant. Me walking with God, God walking with me, that's how we're going to live, refreshing and restoring for us. So we've studied the miracles now for five months, and I trust that you've been blessed by this series, right? Starting on Tuesday, I'm really praying about, uh, I believe that the Lord is going to have me to teach an, a series like this but on the parables. And so uh, we did the miracles and I believe that the Lord is going to have me start on Tuesday to teach on the parables. I believe that would be good too. The parables, man, the, the miracles, that was good. The parables, good. So put in the chat uh, how this series has been a blessing to you. Like over these last five months, what has it done for you? Um, I know for me, it's been a tremendous blessing because just being reminded of the power of God, it just kind of builds up your faith for the power of God to be manifested in your life today. So these miracles are not just like, oh, this is some history stuff that happened 2,000 years ago. No, we went through all of the miracles. We looked at all of the categories of the miracles yesterday. We saw how God can impact any area and every area of your life. And so it is a reminder for you that God can do anything and that God will do it and he will do it for you. So these miracles are relevant, as relevant today as they were back then, because while we were not eyewitnesses of the miracles that we studied, Still, we believe that what we're reading in the Bible is true. So as we're reading these things, these things build us up. We get to see miracles today because God still performs miracles. Put that in the chat. God still performs miracles. God, miracles are for today. So we still get built up and edified when we see miracles manifested today. But even when we study the miracles, even when we read what God did years ago, we still get our faith built up to the point where we believe that God can do anything and he could do it for us. So Lord, do it again and do it for me. What does this mean? for you today. As I prayed about, okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to talk about as I conclude the matter? I've pretty much covered everything, right? So I'm just going to give you 10 quick things as almost like a recap 
of some of the things that we've, we've covered. And then I have a few closing statements that I believe will be a blessing to you. So let me go through these 10 things, you know, relatively brief with each. And as I go through these, just a, a reminder of the goodness of God. Sometimes we just need that reminder. You ready? 10 things. Number one, here we go. Jesus has authority. Say authority. Jesus has authority over all creation. So sometimes we just need to be reminded that Jesus is Lord. You can put that in the chat. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over my family. Jesus is Lord over my community. Jesus is Lord over this state, over the world. I'm declaring that Jesus is Lord. And so I declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over you. Jesus has authority over all creation. Every miracle that Jesus performed was demonstrating his dominion. He has, this is the dominion that God gave Adam and Adam failed, but Jesus succeeded where Adam failed. And so, so God put Adam on the earth to have kingdom, dominion, power, authority, rule. And so we're supposed to rule. You and I are supposed to rule. Jesus exercised dominion and rule over every spiritual force, over every demonic influence, over spiritual wickedness in high places, and over natural laws. He walked on water to let everybody know that I can do it. Why? Because I'm not limited by the limits of this world. He calmed storms. He spoke to a storm. He, he healed diseases. He cast out demons. He did all of this. Why? To show that he has all authority. All authority. Watch this. The Bible says, in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Glory to God. All authority in heaven, in earth, and under the earth are all subject to Jesus. Jesus has all of the authority. And in Matthew 28, he says, now based on this authority, all authority has been given unto me. I went down. Watch this. I went down. I took the powers and the keys of the kingdom. And now based on this authority, I'm giving you go now. Go into the world. Go preach the gospel. You go baptized in the in my name, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. You go minister me to them, make disciples. Why? Based on the authority that I was given and I'm giving it to you. Jesus has all authority. Say amen to that. And you and I, I told you yesterday, put in the chat, I have been deputized. I've been deputized to be able to operate in his name. All right. Number two, Jesus is our resurrection and life. I want to be clear about this. Jesus is our resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life. Jesus raised people from the dead, just showing us, demonstrating that he has power and authority over death. The Bible says in Hebrews 2, I, we already covered that, that Jesus delivered them who all their lifetime was subject to the bondage of the fear of death. For you and I, we've done all the death, all the dying we're going to do. And so for you and I now, we can rest in the fact that Jesus is our resurrection and the life. We have eternal life and we have it now. We have eternal life in Christ Jesus. The greatest fear to overcome is the fear of death. And Jesus took the sting out of death for us. We now get to walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus provided us. And that life includes freedom from the fear of death. I am not afraid of dying because for me, when I die, it's graduation day. Number three, Jesus delivers us from spiritual bondage. And I dealt with this yesterday where Jesus in the categories, one of the categories is deliverance. Say deliverance. Jesus delivers, he delivered people from bondage. He delivered people that were oppressed. He delivered people that were possessed. He did, This one man was frustrated. He was like, my son, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Jesus, I brought him to you, your disciples and your disciples cannot heal him. Can you do something with my boy? My boy, he has these convulsions. He falls down. He It's like he, had, he has these seizures. And sometimes when he falls down, he even falls into the fire and he burns himself. And we don't know what to do. And we're pulling our hair out. And me and my wife, we love this boy, but we 
we can't, we don't know what, and can you please heal him? And Jesus was like, yeah, he needs to be healed. But it was not, it's not a physical healing. It wasn't a malady. It was a spirit. And Jesus delivered that boy. And then once the spirit left, boom, he came to his right mind. There is deliverance available to us today. No demonic power, no, no curse, no hex, no vex, no spell, no work of witchcraft, no work of divination, no work of voodoo has any power over you. The blood of Jesus is covering you. Glory to God. So you're free. Say, I'm free. And you are free from every power of the enemy. I'm talking about Jesus has spiritual power for spiritual deliverance. So we could be delivered from the oppression. We, de we declare that no devil, no demon, and no demonic influence has any power over us. Say amen to that. I remember one time uh, I was in Bosnia and we were, this lady was demon possessed. And as we were praying in this, in this uh, small, it wasn't a chapel, it was a small room, but as we were praying, well, we did Bible study. As we were praying there uh, and demon after demon was coming out of this woman, um, this, this woman looked at me and her head turned like this and the voice of a man, like a man's voice, a deep man's voice came out of her mouth and said, I'm going to kill you. And I, I was like, no, you're not. And so, so I don't know, there was just like this supernatural peace in that room. And so anyway, this woman was delivered. You, in that moment, I had no fear. Like when, when you are under the grace and the power of God, you have no fear. You should never be afraid. Uh, that what's on them is going to get on you. Now, if you are afraid that what's on them is going to get on you, you shouldn't be late. You don't lay hands. Like if you are afraid, you don't need to be in those rooms. It, why? Because fear will open the door to the enemy. So, but when you rest in the power of God, then no fear has no power over you. No devil, no demon, no demonic influence. None of that. No work, work of witchcraft or divination. None of that has any power over you. Say amen to that. Number four. The miracles affirm God's commitment to us, to us. I want, you, I want you to think about that because it's one thing to say, well, I believe God can do anything. I believe God has all power. I believe God has all authority. I believe God has all strength. I believe God knows all things. I believe, yeah, yeah, I got it. But do you believe God will do that for you? And then people are like, oh, I don't know about that. Why? Because there's a difference between saying, I believe God can and I believe God will do it for me. And so the miracles are like a reminder that Jesus was going around performing things for people, people that were hurting. Oh God, oh Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus was like, okay, well, I'm going to have mercy on you. Why? Because I love you. Why? Because I'm committed to you. Why? Because I, because I want to do this for you. Why? Because the power of the father is available to you, son, daughter, pick up your mat and walk. No, now you, you were blind. Now you can see or whatever. All of these things happen. Why? Because God is committed to us. The miracles remind us that it's not just that God has the power, but God is willing to use that power for us, which leads me to number five. The miracles affirm God's love and his compassion for us. Remember, I did a, a, a lot of teaching on the fact that faith works by love. That's Galatians chapter five and verse six. Well, your faith is never going to be strong if you don't believe that God loves you. Your faith is never going to be strong if you're not settled in the fact that God loves you. So say this, say God loves me. Say it again. Say God loves me. And now this time say this, say God loves me and I know it. And so when, when the miracles, this affirmation of Jesus manifesting his power in the lives of people over and over and over again, they remind us that God is committed to us and that he loves us and that his compassion 
is available to his people, that he will go out of his way, that God is compelled to interrupt our lives with his power and his glory, we just have to welcome him in. Say, Lord, I welcome you and I welcome your interruption. Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. When I pray, I'm asking God to interfere. When I, when I pray, I'm asking God to intervene. When I pray, I'm saying, Lord, I know you love me and you want to do it and I'm welcoming you to do it. When, you, when I pray, I'm saying, Lord, I believe that you have the power and you have the compassion and you have the empathy and you have the care and you have the concern and you are committed to me. And so, Father, I welcome you in to get involved in the lives of my children and my family, my great, my children's children. You know what I'm saying? My, I'm, I'm welcoming you in. I usher you in with my prayers because I believe that you love me and you care for me and you want to do it. Number six, miracles should ignite our faith. Remember, we are the just and the just shall live by faith. And so as a believer, we're supposed to live by faith in every area and every aspect of our lives. So when people witness the miracles of Jesus, their faith was built up. When when people see miracles manifested today, their faith is built up. Well, guess what? Even reading about the miracles, your faith should be built up. Your faith should be built up to to the point where you believe that God can do anything and that he will do it. And if you believe, if you live by faith and your faith is being built up, matter of fact, I pray, I, I would expect that your faith was built up in this series. If it was, put something in the chat about that. Tell me what this series did for your faith. As we went by miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, your faith should have been built up to the point where you believe God is not can, not just can, but that he will, that God is going to do this, that God is going to do that because God is revealing it to me and God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. I believe that God is going to do this for me. Why? Because I believe God said it. And so now you're standing in faith without a doubt, without wavering. The the series on the miracles should have helped you build up your faith to, to the point where you believe God can do anything. Say amen to that. Number seven, the miracles remind us of God's unlimited power. Yesterday, we we covered like all the categories of the miracles, right? So there were healing miracles. There were nature miracles. There were deliverance miracles, et cetera. So like God can do anything. And so it God is unlimited. And I talked about yesterday, remember that movie title, everything all together, all at once. God is so powerful that he could do everything all together, all at once. There's nothing God can't do. The miracles remind us of God's unlimited power. The miracles remind us that God can do anything. The the miracles remind us, and watch this, not only that, you should have this supernatural peace. Say, I have a peace. When you know that God is God, when you know that God sits on the circle of the earth, when you know that God is omnipotent, meaning there's nothing he can't do, when you know that God is omniscient, meaning there's nothing he doesn't know. When you, when you know that God is omnipresent, meaning there's no place he is not. I can't give you a grid coordinate that tells you where God is because there is no grid coordinate where God is not. God is everywhere at the same time. Glory to God. And so God is everywhere. He knows all things and he can do all things. When you know that, that there's the, the miracles of Jesus remind us of God's unlimited power. He's a God of no limits. He's a God of no boundaries. There's nothing, when you know that and believe that and meditate on that, think about that. You enter into God's rest. You have a peace on the inside that when you get an email that you didn't like, you get a letter in the mail that you didn't expect, something bad happens and something turns for the worse before it gets better. You have this peace over you. Why? 
because God is God. I know that God is God. I know that God isn't moving. I, I know that God is still there. I know that God can do it. There's nothing God can't do. Come on, Lord. And then you're like, Lord, do it again. This is going to be a great testimony. Why? Because you believe God. Put it in the chat. Say, I believe God. Number eight, the miracles display God's desire. Watch this. God's desire for us to prosper in every area of our lives. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Psalms 37 and 25 teaches us that the Bible, the Bible teaches us that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure in seeing me prosper. You have children. Don't you get happy when your children are doing well? When your children excel, when your children exceed, when your children get promoted, when your children do well on in academics, whatever they do well in sports, what do you do as a parent? You're happy. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So when God when was sent, the father sent the son, Jesus, to go around and perform all of these miracles, what was happening? The father was taking pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. He was manifesting spiritual deliverance, spiritual health physical health, right? Okay, you can't walk, now you can walk. Mental health, now they were restored to their right mind. All of these things. Why would God manifest spiritual health or mental health or physical health? Why would God do it? Because God, why does God want you to be healthy and whole holistically? Why? Because God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God wants us to be blessed in every area of our lives. Say this after me. Say, I am healed, healthy, blessed and prosperous in every area of my life. Oh, Brother Pina, Rick, it sounds like you're preaching that prosperity gospel. Listen, listen, I don't know what that is. Like, I, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm never going to, look, I don't take any money from the ministry, so I don't, this is not a money thing for me. But, but I don't know what you think when you say prosperity gospel. I know God wants us to prosper, right? I, I, I know it, it is not the will of God that we be sick. I know that. I know that Jesus went around destroying the works of the devil and he healed them all. And so, no, no, I know it is the will of God that we be at peace. I know the will. I know it is the will of God that we sleep well. I know it is the will of God that our marriages be strong. I know it is the will of God that our children grow up to be productive citizens in his kingdom. I know, so I don't know. So you can say whatever you want. I know it is the will of God for me to prosper in every area of my life. And if you agree with that, say amen. Number nine, the miracles reveal God's glory. Oh man, every manifestation of the miracles was a, was a glimpse and a revelation of God's glory. Why is that important to us? Because every time God does something for us, that is unexplainable. Every time God does something for us that people say, man, I know that was not her. There's something on that girl right there. Every time God does something for us, I know that was not him. That's just something on Rick. I don't know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. And when God does something for us that it is clearly not us, he gets the glory. Remember, when the spotlight is on you, you deflect the glory right back to God. Every miracle was a manifestation of the glory of God, and all of the glory belongs to him. He gets the glory, and we get the benefits. Say amen to that. And number 10, and finally, the last point for today. And this is it. And then I'm going to give you some final thoughts. The miracles should foster our dependence on God. As believers, when you study all of the miracles and you see the power of God manifested, what should be your mindset after that? Your mindset should be this. Put this in the chat. I need God. <laughs> Lord, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. 
What am I saying? I'm saying, man, there's a God in heaven that can do anything and I need God. I'm not going to walk into this day without God. Why? Because God is God. Uh, come on now. I'm walking into this day saying, Lord, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. I love you, Lord. You have all power. You can do all things. You know everything. Like, like you know my thoughts before you think them. You know my words before I speak them. You know my actions before I take them. You're with me in the house and you are waiting on me where I'm going. When I get in the car, you're with me in the car and you're still back at the house and you're still where I'm going all at the same time. Why? Because you are God. I need God. I don't know about you, but I need I need thee, God. I need you. I need you. My depend. I am dependent on God. Listen, I was raised, here's a, here's a weird dynamic. We raise our children up to be totally independent. And so, so I, I was raised by my mama to be independent. Hey, you got to make your own money. You got to make your own decisions. You got to be an adult. You got to do all of this. And so got it. And so I joined the army. I was doing my own thing. I made my own money. I was big, bad, and bold. All of that stuff. Got it. And then I was 23 years old. I was a staff sergeant, United States Army. I walked into this chapel, Camp Doha, Kuwait. I got born again. And I had spent 23 years of my life getting to the point where I was totally independent. And then I got born again. And God said, now that you're, yeah, yeah. Now that you're born again, I don't want you to be totally independent. I want you to be totally dependent on me. And I had to learn how to not trust in me anymore. I had to learn how to not just trust in my power, my wisdom, my strength, my ability. I had to learn how to not trust in my work ethic. And no, no. I had to learn how to trust in God. Well, now, and so I went from total independence. So now total dependence on now, what, what do the miracles show us? The miracles show us this father, without you, I can do nothing. That's how Jesus lived. He said, the son can do nothing without the father. Father, without you, I, I can't do nothing. Father, without you, I don't want to do nothing. If you don't go, Moses said, if you don't go, we ain't going nowhere. Lord, we, we ain't trying to go nowhere without you. We need you to be that pillar of fire by night. We need you to be that pillar of cloud by day. If, if you, if you don't lead us, we're not going. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going nowhere until you told me where to go. I am totally dependent on God. Say, I need you, Lord. Say amen to that. Glory to God. The miracles remind us that there is a God in heaven who can do all things and we can be blessed in every area of our lives when we totally depend on him. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. All right, let's, let's close this message out. Glory to God. Listen, some last points as I close. In conclusion, everything I just taught you for five months boils down to this, to these five quick things. God has all power. Got it? God can use that power to impact any area of our lives. Got it? God is actually willing to do it. Number four, when we understand this, we should build up our faith. And then number five, when our faith is engaged, we have a different perspective when we are facing something that is seemingly insurmountable. I may be talking to somebody right now sure that, that is facing something that is bigger than you. It may be bigger than you, but it's not bigger than God. This series was designed to help you to change your perspective, to shift your focus on God and God alone. You go into this day knowing that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you. God can do anything. You are never hopeless because you are never helpless. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Whew, that was good. And then starting on Tuesday, we'll start a new series. All right, you ready? Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. 
after studying the miracles of Jesus, I boldly declare the following. I believe in your limitless authority over all creation, both physical and spiritual. No aspect of life is beyond your dominion. And this shapes my perspective about you, others, myself, and my future. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He conquered death, so fear has no power over me. I stand firm in the deliverance of Jesus. I declare that I'm free from all spiritual bondage. No curse, hex, vex, or spell has any power over me. I have faith in your unlimited power. I have peace knowing that you can do all things. I trust in your desire for me to prosper in every area of my life. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Tuesday, I'm going to have something else. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button on the top right. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day, amazing weekend, great Memorial Day weekend. And do me a favor. If this, if this series was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I'm going to go back and read those. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Um, I'm still working on like the timing of the new book, uh, but the new book is available for pre-order on Amazon. So if you go to, as far as the digital, and I'm working on getting the, the new book out here soon, but if you go to amazon.com and just type in Rick Pena, you're going to see a new book, Grace Based Success, is available on, on uh, Kindle for pre-order. I'm working on getting the audio book out. All of that is coming. It's coming and it's coming soon. It's going to be a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Tuesday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.